0: Welcome back to another Soul Eats First episode. I'm your host, Molly. I'm a certified holistic health coach, and I am here to share new perspectives and knowledge around holistic health. My intention is to take broad topics relating to the mind, body, and soul and dissect them to create a better understanding of the world within and around us, learning how to tune into our bodies to truly feel good, confident, and empowered. I want you to have the knowledge to make conscious and mindful choices in your daily life that are aligned with the powerful being you are and return to nature's way real and raw. Let's get into it. Hi, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I appreciate every ounce of energy that you put into while listening to these episodes. Um, I want you to know that with every episode that has been recorded or is ever going to be recorded is from the utmost of intention from my part. And sometimes I get into these little flows that I don't really know where the information is coming from and I always feel like I need to hear it myself Um, and that feels really special and cool to me because it feels divine and it's one of those things that feels very feminine flowy for me. Um, And yeah, it's it's difficult for me to force things upon myself so I want you to know that with every episode it's very, um, I don't know, just fun for me. It's not something that I feel like is a burden in my life. It's one of those things where I feel like I escape when I'm talking on here um, into my own little world. And so with that, I appreciate all of your patience as I find my way and create a solid routine with this. Um, I was posting – on Mondays, but my life has shifted. I am now enrolled in the Nutritional Therapy Association and I um am working with a business coach and I'm also working a job. So things have been really shifting in my life. So sometimes my routines need to adjust a little bit. So I'm going to be releasing episodes every Wednesday now because Monday is too busy. And it did feel like a little bit of a burden for a second. So I just wanted to let you know that every Wednesday I'll be uploading a new episode. So you'll have something to look forward to. And so will I. Um, I'm creating a little bit more structure. So you'll kind of get the vibe. Like the intention is that with the title of the episode, you'll kind of know when it's one of those episodes where it's just me rambling about things that I believe are important or if it's more of like an informative episode with a little bit more structure and really cool information still, but just more a little bit more research behind it and stuff. Um, and that's kind of what this episode is geared towards. Um, I wanted to talk about stress today because I have – well, I – Have kind of always been a little bit of an anxious person. And it's not really something that I was ever very vulnerable about or talked about much because I think in the world we live in, everyone wants to show their best self and act like everything's fine. And we have all of our shit together and I'm good. But I realized that I think my whole life I was in like a fight or flight defense mode and I was very defensive and just not grounded and very, very anxious, was not not comfortable with the unknown of my life. And I've been trying to decode this and kind of figure out why that I'm like that and why other people struggle with that um and I've also been trying to correlate that with why some people have such a hard time picking their feet up off the ground in their wellness journey too like I relate everything to wellness and health because that's like my thing but um it's really interesting how you know some people can do the right things, eat the right things, exercise. And they still have such a hard time reaching their goals and like finding routines and creating new habits at work for them. And I'm very curious to why that is. Um, but I I've recently dove into the concept or the topic of stress and how that affects our body. And it all is starting to make a little bit more sense. Um, but yeah, I've gone through a lot of experiences in my own health and mental health journey that just allow my curiosity to flow in different directions and discover and uncover things that help me, help me. but I just naturally want to help others and I want to serve my friends and my family and whoever is listening um, with information because knowledge is power. And the more you know about yourself, the more that you can actually find your truth. And yeah, but yeah, I just don't understand First of all, why we don't learn this kind of stuff in school, like how to manage stress. First of all, the school system is just all sorts of fucked up. But I mean, like could you imagine like if we learned about this stuff in school? Like when stressful situations come up, here's some things like awareness practices and meditative practices that you can do instead of learning about all this like bullshit algebra that I've never used in my life. Like, no. Can you imagine if we learned like how food can heal us and how herbs are medicine and how healing our traumas and childhood wounds? Like, mm, maybe I'll start a school one day. But all of that, food as a healing modality, herbs, meditation, all of that is the baseline to my everyday now life. And I want to share how much that has elevated my experience here in my life and created this like magnetic aura around me and lifted my spirits and just like physically feel like my energy field has expanded through all of it. And it's feels so good that I am just astounded that so many people are living in a space where they just – You know, life is passing by and they don't know why things are happening to them, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they don't have access to this knowledge. And so here I am trying to make that more accessible. And I I still obviously struggle sometimes and have anxiety and all of that stuff. But I have these things that I do now that mitigate that. So it's really interesting the more you know. Um, but yeah, something I've been really diving into in the, within the past year is why sometimes I personally can be doing all the things that most people would see as the pinnacles to health, but still struggle. Like I still struggle with digestion at points like my gut health is a little bit still off. Um, I sometimes have irregular periods, anxiety. And I just, I struggle like a normal human being, but I'm here to lead by example, by information that I receive and experiences that I've gone through or things that I educate myself on from books or other people. And this is just like a really cool collaborative experience. And there's no destination to, there's no destination that you get to when you choose to go down the stream on the path to self-discovery and improving your well-being it's just a ever evolving practice and i think the world we live in there's so much like instant gratification and quick fixes that we've forgotten the natural pace of nature it's slow and patient and it's it's a flow i don't know <laughs> I was sitting at the river the other day and this metaphor came to my mind. Um, There was a really strong current that fell into like a little waterfall and then continued downstream to the river and going with the flow. But there was kind of this back current that represented to me those times when you kind of fall off the momentum. You know, it was flowing down and then it kind of created this back current and it, It just represents, you know, those times where you fall off the wagon and you kind of go backwards a little bit. and, But just like the river, you will slowly be pulled back into the current if you let it, if you let yourself. And if you resist, you will continue to circle, circle back around and around into that negative feedback loop. And as you're going downstream, there's noises, people, rocks, and sticks in the way, but it's it's your choice if you want to hit those little rocks and keep going Or if you want to stay, if you want to say like, "Well, fuck, there's a rock in my way. This is it. I give up," you know, (laughs) it's a, it's truly a choice. Um, And there's a current to life, and an energy, life force, and it wants you to succeed, and it knows your purpose, and it knows that you came into this life with a set of challenges, and it knows your intentions and it knows the intentions of everyone around you but free will still exists and it's your responsibility and accountability to yourself to allow that free flow of energy to maintain the momentum or riddle you with suffering and there's a lot of noise and chaos and stress in our world in our modern world that can either be perceived as those rocks in the river that you bump that you bump into that create this tension or contrast that can be like either perceived as a bump in the road that's going to prevent you from doing what you want or as something to learn from and something to create the sense that, wow, there's not this huge black hole that I'm going to fall into right now. There's a free-flowing river just right on the other side. Does that make sense? There's a choice that needs to be made whether you will fall victim to your environment and let those stressors control your life or whether you allow them to exist and experience the contrast that makes feeling good feel even better. Like with these these awareness practices, myself, whenever something comes up now, I'm like, damn, this feels so uncomfortable. But I know that there is like you got to climb down into the valley before you get to the peak. Like, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm experiencing this, but this is not – this is temporary. This is not a forever suffering that I have to endure, that the universe has chosen me to suffer. It's like, what are you going to do about it? Um, And sometimes I just want to flee. I was just talking to someone about that today where like when my life gets too busy, I'm just like, oh, I just want to sell everything and move to Hawaii. And my version of stress that I often experience is that there's a whole world out there. There's so many things to experience. And I'm right here just spend all, spending all of my energy daydreaming about the future that really doesn't even exist. And I get it because I am a, I'm a a visionary. I'm a dreamer. And I love to believe in myself. And believing in myself comes naturally. But sometimes I get so caught up in all the things that I want to do that I'm, I get the feeling that I'm never satisfied with where I am. And I'm stressed that I'm not doing enough or working hard enough to get to that end goal. But seriously, when you get to that end goal, there's going to be another and another and another and another. It's never ending. That's what life is. And so I talked about this a lot in my last episode about money. It's like how can we find satisfaction in where we are? Because once we hit that seventy thousand, we're gonna want a hundred thousand, and once we hit at the hundred thousand, we're gonna be surrounded with people making more than us. They're making two hundred thousand, and we're gonna want that, and then we're gonna want a million because then we're gonna want to do these things, and it's a never ending vicious cycle unless you're you become grounded in where you are right now, and yeah. All this being said, I've recently really dove headfirst into the subconscious brain and the science behind the subconscious. And I'm no scientist, but I am a natural researcher. I love to do my research. I love to pick a topic and just freaking go. And why this is, why I kind of chose this as my newest little thing is because Sometimes I feel like I'm doing all the right things, meditating, manifesting, practicing present, awareness. But it feels like there's like a block, and I'm staring at a wall sometimes. and I feel like I'm constantly like on the peak, Ugh, just like right there. But I'm just like, something's missing. And i I can feel the subconscious patterns breaking through, and it sparked that that's what sparked my curiosity because I'm like, why am I not taught to be satisfied ever? Like, where is this conditioning coming from? Where are all the where are all these expectations of myself coming from? Where were these subconscious thoughts originally formed? And when and why me? And I'm like, this is so interesting. And as this journey has unfolded, I discovered the one and only drum roll, please, Joe Dispenza. Um, I made a poll on Instagram the other day asking if people knew who this human was and what he does. And about 65% of people replied no, they've never heard of him and they have no idea what he what he does. <laughs> um, he is a one of a kind. I'll tell you that. He has a very modern approach to spirituality, science, the subconscious brain how all of it works together. I mean, he's just the man. Like he's my idol for sure. Um, He has a series called Rewired and it's the greatest series ever to exist in my mind. Um, It's on Gaia and that is a streaming service kind of like Netflix, but all of the content is related to the mind, body, spirit, conspiracies, science, really cool history, you know, the pyramids, energy, all of that. So it's a really cool streaming service. And he has a series called Rewired. And it's amazing. So educational. The whole platform is amazing. So if you ever want to switch from Netflix to something else, choose Gaia. It's really cool. Um, But yeah, this um, series, he has episode 3 is all about how stress affects the body and so that's what sparked this episode to exist um i annotated this episode extremely detailed added my own experiences tied into it and elaborated in my own words and i wanted to share this because not everyone has this Gaia subscription but it is such crucial information So I wanted to just take my notes, make podcasts about it, you know. Um, And I really just after rereading my notes, kind of doing some extra little um, rabbit holes, rabbit hole uh, adventures of going down into different topics, I really came to terms with the idea that, I mean, not an end all be all come to terms, but just like a new awareness that stress might be one of the main culprits holding so many people back from their full potential, not only in their life journey with like taking risks, finding peace within themselves and their environment, but also the culprit to why so many people are feeling um, stuck in trying to achieve their wellness goals and create the version of themselves that is so desirable to them and it is so clearly in front of their mind as the person they want to exist as but it's so hard to get to and just how programmed all of this is how programmed all of these stressors lie in our subconscious and it makes it extremely difficult to get to the bottom of why you're feeling the way you're feeling if it's less than desirable unless you have a baseline knowledge about the why like the way the subconscious works And it's crazy because it's still really new in in research but and science. Um, But Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, has this shit on lock. He appreciates it, like, more than anyone. I mean, he puts his, like, heart and soul into this science. And he just, like, approaches it in a way that makes sense. And so I wanted to create – a little baseline knowledge for you, but just also know that a lot of this information is coming from um, my perception of his stress episode on Gaia. Um, so first of all, what is stress? Um, he defines it and I'm not sure where he got this definition from, but it makes all the sense, a lot of sense and it's easy to understand. So he defines it as the state of mental and emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or demanding circumstances when your brain and body are knocked out of homeostasis. So our body knows how to function. Our autonomic nervous system is what allows us to breathe without thinking about breathing and our heart to beat without us trying to make it beat and for our cells to regenerate. And all of that, it's what allows the intelligence of our body to function properly and amaze us while doing it. (laughs) And why do we experience stress? There's three reasons. It's when we can't predict a future outcome, when we can't control a situation, or when there is a perceived threat or a perception that things are worsening. And what's really important for me to preface for the rest of this episode is that you can't necessarily control your environment and the events that take place and present themselves in your daily life, but you can control your inner world and how you react to them. So anyway, he goes on to say there's three types of stress. Number one, physical. This is trauma, accidents, stuff like that. Chemical is number two, which is flu, bacteria, viruses, and toxins that cause stress in the body. And number three is emotional, which is tragedy, traffic, finances, all of that kind of stuff. What happens is that these things send your body out of that homeostasis, which is a balance. It sends it out of that sweet spot of your body just functioning as it should, where it can function properly properly all the organ systems are working together like magic and yeah. So what happens as a result of either physical, chemical, or emotional stress is a stress response. Your body and brain work so hard to try and return to normal. That is its only job. That is where your energy is being put towards. And other things are not a priority. And the intelligence of your body knows that it functions best during homeostasis. And when it's not in that state, the goal is to get back. And this process of a stress response replicates that like primal – It it remembers our primal instinct when we perceived a threat in our environment, such as a bear chasing us or something in the wild. Um, And we have a set of responses that allows us to protect ourselves. And this is either by fighting or flighting. And I'm sure you've all heard of that. In a fight or flight stress response – Our body turns its energy from digesting and sending blood to our vital organs um, to pumping blood to our extremities, turning off digestion because that is not necessary during a high-speed chase with an animal. And it's most definitely not the time for a strong appetite and to eat a really nice meal. It increases our heart rate, our respiratory rate, our pupils dilate, and all of that. We have a super, super narrow focused, narrow narrow focus perception on this threat. And the problem here is that we exist in this state way too often. And yeah, I mean, have you ever had like bad news presented to you whether it's a threat to your well-being or your safety or just your inner peace and your heart starts beating and you experience anxiety and your breathing is really shallow like examples for me is like I'm stuck in traffic with a really important thing to get to or something threatens my ability to pay rent or I feel overworked and I look at the schedule to see I work the next five days in a row or like I accidentally overlap Something in my schedule and have to cancel on someone that's stressful for me um And some things are more minor than others But the thing is is they trigger a similar response So whether you're stuck in traffic And you're trying to get somewhere your body Triggers a similar response as if you were chased being chased by a fucking bear and it's really important to know this because like you'll start to realize how many things in your life stress you out and the things you think are really just not that important to re- to bring into your awareness are really is and um yeah think of if, if something threatens your ability to pay rent is literally threatening your shelter which is a primal need it's like shelter food and water in <laughs> your mind always relates things to like a primal um instinct, I guess. So the main key is that we are more than equipped to adapt to these stressful situations short term, but we're stuck in that zone for way longer than we should be. Like day after day, traffic, traffic, traffic. I'm late. I think he hates me. I'm not going to be able to pay my friend back. That job didn't hire me. You're planning a surprise party last minute for someone. And you have all this all these things going on and your dog chewed up your couch and it's just like, it's so many things. And even if one is little, it's just another thing added to the pile of stress. And the first thing I wanted to really dive into is how stress affects our digestion. First of all, first of all, I think it's absolutely insane how many people have gut issues Or some sort of an imbalance. And I'm really glad to see people waking up to um, figuring out the root cause. And evaluating gut health issues over just like masking it with something else. But I swear like 90% of the people I know have some sort of weird thing going on with their digestion. And um, so going back to the stress response, like I said, it shuts down your digestive system. Because it's in the fight or flight. And, you know, eating and digesting is not a priority. So the intelligence of your body recognizes that when you're running from the animal, you should not be thinking about what you're going to cook for dinner. And the I I keep using this, like, animal threat, you know, running from an animal animal in the wild. But it's because the response is the same. (laughs) Um, And we can either notice it, in our lives, how stressed we are, or be so used to that state. We are so used to living in that state that we don't even notice that we're stressed anymore. And that's just how we think we are. And I'll share an example. Um, I was seeing a naturopath a few years ago for my digestion. Um, I was eating the right things, doing doing the things, but my digestion, sorry, I, I just get on a rampage and can't pronounce things. Um, But like I was eating all the right things, doing all the right things to help my gut and my digestion was absolute shit. And I tried so many things, all the tests and nothing really helped me. And thinking back now, that was probably three years ago, my digestion was so terrible that I truly think a lot of it was due to being – a wound up ball of stress. And I remember telling my doctor because she asked me, um, if I was stressed. And I remember saying that, oh, I'm not ever too stressed. you know, I'm I'm pretty calm, I would say. But looking back on that time, I was most definitely stressed out, most which was obviously trapped in my subconscious and not to my awareness because I was just so used to myself in that state. And during this time, I was going to nursing school. I was doing everything to stay productive and get ahead. I was, you know, forming – I was in a relationship with someone and I couldn't really figure out if this was the right time to commit to someone. I was always thinking about how uncomfortable I was in the apartment that I lived in because it didn't really reflect the level of abundance I was seeking and things were always falling apart. I was working seven days a week. I was I was nannying five days a week from nine to five. And then I drove home to work at the coffee stand Saturday, Sunday. And then I would drive back Sunday, work Monday through Friday, drive to Spokane on Friday, work Saturday, Sunday. Like, seven days a week for probably like six months. And I was doing nothing really creative. I couldn't really meditate because my mind was going in too many directions. And I would work till like 10 p.m. at night on my computer. Like, damn. Sheesh. I was so stressed out and didn't really realize it because I was just used to that life. And my body was physically not prioritizing digestion. I was literally – Like my body was probably just trying to get my nervous system back into alignment before anything. And so my digestion was worse than it's ever been. I was straight up not digesting some foods, if you know what I mean. I had terrible acne. I felt these like waves of depression that I don't know if they were because I never really got like diagnosed with depression. But I was just kind of sad sometimes, Um, really sad and couldn't do anything. And I had chronic bloating, abdominal pain, gas, the whole works. No appetite, felt full all the time after eating only a little bit. And I was even bloated after just drinking water. <laughs> and my disordered eating habits were flooding back. And I was eating my emotions by binge eating and then feeling guilty so that I would restrict the whole next day. It was bad. Um, And then I really started to create an awareness practice, a meditation practice, and a gratitude practice. And no fucking joke, I felt so calm after a couple months of doing this that I almost had to reintroduce myself to myself. Who is she? (laughs) I felt like I was feeling the feeling of being calm in an actual rest and digest, parasympathetic driven state for the very first time in my life. <laughs> like after 20, 21 or 22 years of living, I was like, this is what calm feels like. Like who's been gatekeeping? And now after a couple years, not saying it takes a couple years, I'm just saying at the point I am now, things come up still that used to be a perceived stressor to me. And I say to myself now, well, okay, let's look at this. Why is it showing up? Let's look at why this is – am I attracting this? Uh, What is this teaching me? How can I get through this? And who can help me? I don't have to do this alone. Who can help me? Instead of spiraling – and I promise you I have not acted like that in my entire life until I introduced this practice. And I know so many people are turned off by meditation and they think it's woo-woo and whatever. But I'm like, all right. <laughs> like you choose, you do you. Like I'm telling you my digestion, my digestion, sorry, has significantly improved. My skin is cleared up. My hair started growing way, way more. My mind feels clear. My memory feels like more intact. Like I can recall things. I used to have a terrible, terrible memory. I feel calm and centered. And like I said, not 100% of the time, but most of the time it's life changing and i don't know why or where or how this got the stigma that it was like some oh only people that do yoga and um are like i don't know people like that are the ones that meditate i'm like no 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 it's not this crazy woo-woo hippie thing. It is something that everyone can do and it's changed my life for in every possible way that I could ever imagine. <laughs> anyway, the next thing that I wanted to go over from also from the rewired episode was how stress our affects our, how stress affects our immune system. And this relates to one of the types of stress. And to recap on that, there are three, physical, chemical, emotional. So stress affecting our immune system relates to the chemical, which is like stress on the body in the form of bacteria, toxins, viruses, blood sugar imbalances, flus, all of that. So yeah, these chemicals, the, the imbalances cause stress to the body. And the body does the same thing, tries to return to normal. And your body works to repair and reset. But if it's constantly being hit with the same, sorry. <laughs> with the if it's constantly being hit with stress over and over in your daily life, it it never has time to return to that nice little calm state. And a dis-ease, this ease. Dis- ease in the body is caused by your immunity being suppressed by stress. That's why they say that stress is the number one killer. Stress that pulls all of the normal functions elsewhere and rewires your body's natural ability to fight off those viruses and bacteria. Um there's a really cool study done with 117 people, 117 people where they entered this convention with Joe Dispenza and they were all told or I I guess I should say they tested their blood before and then they were all told to sit and trade thoughts of anger, frustration, unworthiness with love, appreciation, gratitude. And then the tests that were done after, which they were testing for their IgA, which is immunoglobulin A, which is our primary defense mechanism in your body um, to protect against pathogens, foreign foreign viruses foreign whatever they tested their iga in their blood before and after and their iga or aka their immune immune response immunity increased by 50% over the course of 4 days of doing this and their cortisol which is the stress hormone decreased by 16.25% like this is over just four days of focusing all of your energy to worthiness, love, appreciation, and gratitude. That is insane. So, what Joe Dispenza always says: if thoughts can make you sick, they can also make you well. And it's empowering because you know that you have the ability to do this. Just 10 minutes a day, you can do a simple, guided, heart-opening gratitude meditation. And that's all you have to do. And it can really, really make a profound impact on your life. And like I said earlier, we're all so caught up in the instant gratification, how to get, how to de-stress today and how to, um, I don't know, but it's not that simple. And we have to remember that we were meant to operate at the pace of nature, which is slow, and patient. And it honors the process and it honors the seasons and it honors the changes of the seasons. And it's an ever-evolving process. Evolution is slow. And so you may think 10 minutes a day to do a guided heart opening meditation is like BS. But rethink why you can't take 10 minutes of your day to do that. Or if this isn't enough, do some additional research on this because it's actually really interesting and it's science-backed. It's not just this guy telling people to do heart-opening meditations. It's all science research-backed and they've experimented with subjects, really large subject groups with this. And so I invite you to um, try something new. Um, yeah, the other thing, number three on my little, like the top three ways that stress can affect you, um, is how sometimes we can be addicted to the life we don't even like. And, That has a huge effect on our body, on the people that are in our lives, on our environment, the way that we operate, the way that we present ourselves in the world. And it's kind of – it ties this all in. And the thing that we can make more of a reality than anything else in our world is a thought. We think about something and it becomes a reality. That creates – the chemicals in your the thought creates chemicals in your body and it gives you a little rush whether it's good or bad but in this case the stress chemicals create a rush of adrenaline in your body and just like having an addiction you become familiar with that and you literally become addicted to the life that you don't like because your body wants that rush of familiar adrenaline And what's interesting is the word meditation comes from, like, the root of the word means to become familiar with. So, what that signifies and why that's so cool is because, you know, what meditation is, is there's a few different types, but it's, it's having, it's focusing on either one thing to kind of, like, relieve your brain of thinking so many things per day or it's opening your awareness. I don't know. There's a bunch of different types of meditation, but it means become familiar with. So if you think about it, you're meditating all day every day thinking about things that you hate. You're becoming familiar with that. You're becoming familiar with the feeling of that. So if that doesn't feel good, become familiar with something else, Meditate on something else. If you don't like the word meditation, just say become familiar with gratitude. Instead of becoming familiar with anger and frustration and stress, become familiar with love and appreciation for what you have and the life you're living and the life that you can create. In this process like of, you know, Becoming addicted to the life you are not satisfied with. It's like the ego steps in, and the ego can be good, but it can also be the reason you never get to where you want to be. And it's good because it wants to keep us safe. But that can also be to a fault because the most exciting and liberating things in life come from when you take a risk and you step into the unknown and you trust yourself and you trust that you will be supported and guided. And sometimes we have to kind of quiet down our ego a little bit. Like, I don't know. Have you ever noticed that when you're stressed, you feel more like 3D matter material more than a human energetic body of life force that you are? (laughs) You act more like matter and less like energy when you're stressed. You get stuck in materialism and ads and spending money and farther from your truth and your self. And that's because in a state of stress, you think more like matter and less like energy. We are fucking energy bodies with an energetic field around us. When we are stressed, it shrinks. It deteriorates. We have a narrow laser focus on the things that suck. And when we are abundant and loving and grateful and appreciative our energy field is huge and your focus your your awareness is expanded you are expansion like i don't know when i'm stressed i feel like that i feel shrunk i feel small i feel helpless and i feel like everything sucks <laughs> I try not to think that for long, but sometimes you need to experience those feelings. Um, but when I practiced this, I just kind of um started doing a more rigorous gratitude practice Um, the past few weeks. And I feel like the most magnetic human being ever to exist. Like I walked into work the other day. I saw someone that looked exactly like my sister, started talking to her, she came back the other day and gave me this massive friendship plant, like a plant that is so big. It signifies friendship. It is beautiful. And it brings life to my space. I had someone bring me a little cactus with a card saying that I they I made their day, <laughs> like literal card. And And people in the street, I swear, look at you differently. Like they look like, oh my God, who is she? Like it's because you're magnetic. Their energy, your energy. When you have a field of energy around you that is open and receiving, you will never look back because it feels too good. Feeling good feels too good. You'll become addicted to that. You'll become familiar with that that when stress arises you'll be like no 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 how do we get through this what can, what can this teach me this is not going to control my life like i feel too good all the time to feel this bad and let this feeling linger it's just not a thing and weird weird amazing synchronistic magical things happen when you open your awareness And yeah. So a couple of things to like recap. Number one, I'll just go down the list. Stop thinking of the worst case scenarios. Stop thinking of the worst thing that could possibly happen in your entire life and focus on possibility. Slow down a little bit. You know, we all go, we all we're all moving so fast. The world is moving so fast. It feels like time is moving so fast. And I saw this thing where someone was like, the reason you feel like time goes slower when you're a kid is because you do more things that excite you for the first time. And when you're adult, everything seems mundane. You've already done everything. You're not doing anything exciting. Your feminine energy is not really, you know, you're not tapped into that. So do more things, you know. My thing is I just bought a bunch of beads and I'm going to make some jewelry for no reason. I'm going to I made some cookies today. Um I you know, go skydiving, go on a hike, do do things that you have never done, make life interesting. Focus on the possibility rather than the worst-case scenario. Slow down. Create something. Trust in yourself. Cherish and and What's the word? Fantasize about the unknown. Be curious about the unknown. Do some open heart guided meditations um, or gratitude meditation. Um, my favorite is uh, Yogi Yogi Brian um, meditations on YouTube. I think that's the name, Yogi Brian. The cover, the podcast cover is like a purpley, but there, there's any meditations that you could possibly think of um, on his page. Um, gratitude journaling. write, Write five things that you're grateful for. And if this is like too much of a burden or like it's just so out of your normal practice that you just don't really resonate with that, what I do is like as I'm putting the dishes away, Every dish that I put into the cabinet, I'll say thing, one thing I'm grateful for. And it can be as simple as my right leg, my left leg, my eyesight. Like, do you realize some people don't have that? Um, or every, every you're on a walk and it's like, okay, you're taking a bunch of steps. Every like couple of steps, think of one thing you're grateful for. And it makes it kind of fun. And lastly, name all the accomplishments and accomplishments that you have acquired and all the things that you're good at and get out of that lack mentality and lack mindset that you're not good enough. Um, Some people are better than you at this. Like You are so needed in this world, I promise you. No one has the same energy field as you and we want you. I want you. I want to feel you. So think of all the things you're good at. Focus on that. And just remember that, I mean, you're a human being. You're doing the best you can. Don't let stress take control of your life. It's it's just a little rock in the river that you can just flow right over you know, experience it and then keep keep going down the current downstream, the flow, go with the flow. Yeah, that's, that's all I have for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun talking about this and talking about Joe Dispenza. If you guys have any like questions about um, any of this, then you can Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Always remember that I um, have just, I don't know, like I will reply to you. If you message me, I will be ecstatic. I love talking to people, I love connecting, I love learning from everyone. Um, I don't know everything, you don't know everything. So we can take each other's knowledge and reap the benefits of each other. So yeah, I love you. I hope you have a great week and you do something fun and new. Um, And I'll see you in the next episode.